Thank you, Lord Jesus. I have no idea what A-O-A-O-O-O is totally all about, but it just feels good to say it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just got to let things out. The Bible talks about praying until it becomes great, just groans. And I tell you, there's something about opening your mouth and letting something come out of it in praise to God that defeats the enemy. That is the truth. It is the truth. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So happy to be back with wonderful people of God. You're wonderful. You're awesome. And it is an honor to be here. And I, I pray that today that faith will come into this house. I just want you to know what I'm up to tonight. I'm up to you taking some steps of faith for yourself. Whatever the situation is that you are dealing with. First of all, knowing that God is able. And knowing that if you will do that unexpected step, that God is going to take care of everything. Let's go ahead and lift our hands as we get started. Lord Jesus, I pray. God, that you will move in this service tonight. You have already touched lives. You have already lifted people's hearts and their spirits. God, you have already encouraged people. People have already been delivered tonight. I believe people have already been filled with the Holy Ghost and been renewed. I thank you for what you have done, and I thank you for what you are about to do. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands to the Lord if he's been good to you? Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. The unexpected. Do something real quick, unexpected, to someone beside you. Just ah, there you go. Don't hurt, don't hurt them. You don't even have to touch them. Just whew. unexpected. My parents are in uh, New York. They were there with the seniors, um, and uh, I, I remember one day I was in. Uh, New York City. This was years ago. I was, um, I'm not even sure, I'm guessing early 20s, but I was there, and, uh, and, and traffic is crazy. I mean, it's New York, okay? So traffic's crazy. And so I'm on the, standing on the sidewalk right at the intersection, right near Times Square, and, uh, you know, no one's moving, and everyone's honking. And it was one of those those moments that was just, hilarious to me because there was a guy that was standing on the sidewalk and the cars, I mean, are, are this close. You know, we're standing there. And this cabbie is honking his horn and nobody's moving. And this guy standing there beside me reaches through his window and starts honking his horn. He's like, huh? And then he starts yelling at the cabbie saying, that's really helping, isn't it? That's really helping people, isn't it? Unexpected. I mean, where did that come from? Just, I was, uh, I was on my way to, on, on the turnpike, um, and uh, I pulled behind a guy, and uh, this is before the sun passes, and, you know, and when it was, you know, a couple, you know, 50 cents or whatever. Lord help us. Anyways, um, about to get a bad spirit right now. So I'm, I'm behind this guy, and all of a sudden this, this change, you know, you, you can tell the window's down, and this change goes out. Doop, doop. And the arms didn't go up. Nothing happened. All of a sudden, a little bit more came out the window. And then one more time, just a little, went out the window. And then all of a sudden, I guess he took his whole ashtray full of change and just started dumping that thing out the window. And it finally went up. 
unexpected. Don't know what's going to happen. Don't know the next thing. There are many things in life, and, and it seems like the unexpected is what really gets people's attention. It's when you uh, uh, go beyond. And I'm going to be talking about uh, someone that will go beyond, first of all, God himself. The Bible says in, in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse number 20, Unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all, you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. If you believe that God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think according to the power in us, why don't you take a moment and just thank God because you know that's who He is. That's who you serve. We serve a God that is able. When God works, when God starts working, huh, you, you can't put your finger on it. It's unexplainable. It's unexplainable. There's nothing you can do. So he, here they are in John chapter 9, verse 1. Jesus is passing and he sees a blind man. He's blind from his birth. He has never seen before. Never seen. Was it that he went blind later? It wasn't like cataracts had formed. He had never seen. And so you have this man that was born blind, and Jesus walks by. And Jesus talks with the man, and then he, in verse 6, the Bible says, he, he spits on the ground. He takes these, his spittle and he makes little clay mud balls, I'm, I'm guessing. I don't know if he put the eyes on it and all, but he pops these things in this guy's eye, which is a little rude if you think about it, unexpected for sure. And so now he's there and he tells him to go wash in a pool of Siloam. He went and he, he washed and he came back and the Bible says that his eyes were open. When that happened, no one could explain it. It was unexplainable. When God begins to work, it's not something that you just add up and say, oh, this is how that happened. Let me, let me, oh, well, this is, oh, there it is. That's how it worked. No. When God works, you can't start computing all these different things. That's why when we look and people try to put creation and evolution together and all these different things, why? Why do we have to try to put that together? God is God. God can say, let there be, and poof, there there was. I believe in the Big Bang. I believe God said, let there be, and bam, there there was. That's what I believe. But I... I but people try to put science. Let's figure out how all this stuff works. Let's, uh, let's really try to figure it out. And so they're trying to figure it out. So they begin to pull this guy in and begin to question him. What's going on? In verse 15, and again, the, Philist, uh, uh, the Pharisees, the Philistines, about having been Philistines, uh, they ask him, how did you receive your sight? How is that possible? And he said, he, he put clay on my eyes, and, and he told me, wash, and I do see. So now they go back to the drawing board. I have to get mud on the eyes, and, and this happens, and then, nope, still don't compute. Then they start asking him again. And so now the Jews, in verse number 18, they simply don't believe him. But the Jews did not believe concerning him uh, that he was blind. Now they're saying, you weren't even blind to begin with. This is what they've come up with. You weren't even blind. You're making all this stuff up. So they go get his parents and said, did he receive a sight? They asked, saying, is this your son? Yeah. My son, yes, check. 
Is this your son? How is it that he can now see, they're asking. Was he born blind? What's going on here? By what means does he see? And they said, we don't know. Said, how is it that his eyes are open? And they finally said, listen, verse 21, he's of age. Ask him. Don't be messing with me. I don't know. I do know as my son, I do know that he was blind from birth, and now he's seeing. But they're trying to compute it. Well, let me see. It's got to be this. And so they come, and they bring him back again, and they're questioning him. They're saying all these different things about Jesus, that Jesus is a sinner, and that he's all these different things. Verse 25, and he answered and said, this is the blind man talking back. He just said, listen, whether he's a sinner or, or no, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's not what I'm, I understand. This is what I know. I was blind, but now I see. You see, when Jesus begins to work, it's unexplainable. I want to, there are people here today that you've been on, you've, some of you have literally been on the calendar trying to figure all these different things. How is it going to work? You know, you should come this morning. It balances out. I told you prepare. Tonight I'm talking about the power of God. So you, you, you're looking at, okay, how is this going to work? How is this going to, and, and we begin to look at it. Well, it's impossible. And we say, well, I just, I believe in science. However science comes up, that's how I believe it. Me too. I believe in science, but not science falsely so called. But nevertheless, when Jesus steps in, science has to take a back seat because Jesus Jesus is the creator of all these things. And science says, you can't just put mud on people and they go wash and it's okay. And he says, listen, you try to figure it out. I can't. All I know is I used to be blind, but I see you right now. You're trying to figure out how's God going to do it? How is it going to work it out? I don't know. All I know is my God can do things that are unexplainable. All I know is my God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all. One plus one is two. Amen. One plus one is two. Amen. I believe that. But that's not always the case. With God, this is the way it always works. Now, with God, God don't just go with the little, okay, this is how we do. The Bible says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are mine, my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts uh, than your thoughts. We've got to realize uh, we are in this world, uh, but we serve a God uh, that created this world. Uh, and my God is able uh, to look at a situation uh, and we say, impossible, uh, but not with my God. With my God, all things are possible. I want somebody's faith to begin to soar. I want someone's faith to begin to grow, saying it can happen. I can't figure it out on paper, but it can. So when God works, they tried to look for the explanation. What did he do? How did he do it? You went to that church, okay? You felt the power, okay? Did they have electricity in the seats? There are people that have accused us of that. You know that? They're like, man, I was there and I felt something. Man, they must have electricity. And they're looking for wires that shocks them. <laughs> Trying to figure it all out. But when God does it, it's unexplainable. If it's a God thing, you shouldn't be able to explain it. 
We need more things that happen in this church that we can't explain. We need more things to happen in our homes that we can't explain. We need God to begin to move. We need God to begin to shake us again. We need things that are unexplainable. And when he began to work, it's undeniable. Another man is lame. Fresh out of Pentecost, fresh out of the upper room, I think the same day. Gives this times. It's the only time it gives the time of day back and forth. It's a little bit later in the same day, I think. After the Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost fell, they're on, on their way that evening to the, to the temple to pray. And there's someone there, and they're lame. Been lame again. Always been lame. Didn't, didn't get lame later. Didn't have a little boo-boo. No, they were born lame. They've always been lame. And, and Peter is walking up, and, and he, sees, he sees this man there, and, and something hits him. He, he, he's walking. He's just felt the power of the Holy Ghost. He knows that God is able. He knows that God said to him, The things that I do, ye shall do also, and greater things than these shall ye do. And so there they are, and they're walking in, and they see this man, and he's lame, and he's re- Reaches up, uh, the Bible says, expecting to receive something from him. Uh, and when he looked down, uh, he reaches in his pocket uh, and says, Silver and gold uh, have I none, uh, but such as I have, uh, give I thee. Uh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, uh, rise up uh, and walk. Uh, and immediately uh, his ankle bones receive strength. Uh, the Bible says uh, he goes into the temple, uh, leaping uh, and praising God, uh, thanking God uh, for the goodness. Uh, I didn't used to be able to do this but look at me now look what's going on now well what what's going it's too hard not for my God so they begin to question him too how'd this happen to you they, they don't just rejoice that this guy is now walking around but now how'd this happen What's going on? Why did this happen to you? And they keep talking about it, and they're mad because they keep preaching in the name of Jesus. They're bringing them in, and they're saying, just don't preach in the name anymore. Don't do anything in the name anymore. And so after they had talked about them, they get along by themselves. It's amazing the conversations that happen when you're not in the room. They said, Acts 4, 16, saying, what shall we do with these men? What shall we do with them? For indeed a notable miracle has been done by them. And it's manifest to all that dwell in Jerusalem. And we cannot deny it. It's unexplainable and it's undeniable. When God begins to work in your life and you're sitting there right now and you're looking at this thing and there's no way it's going to happen. When God begins to do what only God can do in your life, people are going to look at it and say, what can we do? It's undeniable. What's going on in your life is undeniable. I'm here to tell you my life is an undeniable power, mercy, and grace of God. When people look at me and if they know what's inside of me like he does they'd have to say there is no doubt in my mind there's no way to deny it the mercies of God the grace of God it's still sufficient it's still able to reach anybody anywhere undeniable I remember brother Clint 
was telling me a couple years ago, after he got in church, it was New Year's Eve, and we're here, and he said, he said, Pastor, he said, this is the first year since I was a teenager that I wasn't drunk on New Year's Eve. He said, the first year, and his friends are looking at him, and they're you know, everyone wants to act like, oh, it's just a little passing thing. It's just kind of going. But something happened to somebody that used to just drink and used to be in that life. And now all of a sudden, uh, there's a bigger smile than ever before. Uh, there's a joy uh, that no one can deny. Uh, anybody else ever experienced uh, when God got inside of you, uh, people saw the change in you uh, and said it's undeniable. Uh, it, there's no way to get around it. Uh, God uh, has done a great work. Uh, and there are things uh, that are waiting to happen. Here tonight and throughout this year that will be undeniable. The reason they didn't fight the word of God, the apostles, is because they saw the miraculous happen. We need to get the miraculous out of these four walls. People need prayer. We need to stop saying, I'll pray for you at church. We need to say, let's pray about that right now. We need to get the church out of the building. We need to go ahead and watch God work. You know the reason they could not stop them? It's because the people saw the miracles. Second Peter 1, verse 16. For we have not followed cunning faith. Uh, divisive fables we're not making stuff up when we make known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ but ye were eyewitnesses were eyewitnesses of his majesty we saw it happen uh, Acts chapter 2 verse 22 ye men of Israel hear these words Jesus of Nazareth a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you and ye also yourself you know you know about what's going on you know what's happening what needs to happen for the revival that God has for us uh, is we need to be out there where people can see uh, listen uh, my God uh, is the same uh, whether we're all up here worshiping uh, or whether I'm on the job uh, all by myself uh, if I'm in a grocery store uh, my God is able to heal uh, and when he gets done uh, God they're going to have to look back uh, and say it's undeniable uh, God uh, is working uh, we've got to stop doing things uh, that are so under. Oh, I can put my hand on. We don't want to do anything that gets out of our comfort zone. Hence, we don't see the miraculous like we need to. It's not that you're not anointed to do it. The believers shall lay their hands on the sick and they shall recover. But somehow we begin to just kind of draw ourselves back. But if we will step out and begin to do the unexpected, God will begin to do things that are unexplainable and undeniable. I wanted to call this one unresistible, but it's not a word. I'll say it anyways, unresistible. Unstoppable, but I like unresistible. When we begin to operate in ways that are unexpected, moving in faith, what begins to happen is like in Luke 21 and verse 15, for I will give you the mouth and wisdom which 
are you, against your adversaries. They're not going to be able to stand against you is what it's talking about. They're not going to be able to resist you. They're not going to be able to stand against you. When you step out in faith and you begin to proclaim the word of God, not with arrogance, not with rudeness, but with the love of Jesus Christ, they cannot resist it. There is something about the word of God. If it's coming from a pure heart, that it cannot be resisted. It is unstoppable. Stephen preaching with all the greatest minds there in Jerusalem trying to come against them and speak things that against them. But in Acts chapter 6 and verse 10, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Because if you'll step out and begin to do the unexpected, God will begin to do things that are unstoppable through you. What we have to do is stop just waiting on God to do it. And we've got to say, I'm going to do the unexpected. I'm about to get to that in just a minute. God does things that are unconventional. Unexplainable. Undeniable. Unresistible. Unconventional. So Naaman, you have an issue. Yes, I do. You have leprosy. Yes, I do. No one can help you. No. But all of a sudden, this young girl walks up. That's one of his servants and says, listen, there's a prophet back in Israel that I know if he prays for you, you can be healed. Now, interesting, this young girl, she had some serious faith. You want to talk about unexpected. First of all, this young girl, she didn't have the right to talk to her master that way, the way things were back then. But not only that, to my knowledge, there's no account in the Word of God where anyone had ever been healed of leprosy before. She just started saying, God's able to do this. I serve a God that's able to take care of this. And she did something unexpected. She walked up to someone that everyone else was scared to talk to and says, listen, if you'll go back home where I came from, there's a man that can pray for you and will heal you. So when she did the unexpected, he takes a trip. He gets there. And when you look at 2 Kings chapter 5, verses 10 through 14, Elijah don't even come out. Elisha sends a messenger unto him, says, go and wash in Jordan seven times. He says, your flesh, uh, flesh will be cleansed. Go, go wash in Jordan. And Naaman is mad. He's like, are you kidding me? There's rivers back home that are much nicer than this. Jordan's nasty. It's ugly. I ain't doing that. And, and he said, I thought, when you read it, he said, I thought he was going to come out and speak something over me. I was looking for the grander. I was looking for somebody that really knows how to pray the cool way. Let me tell you something. Cool prayers are really cool. That's about it. You need someone that can touch God on your behalf. That's what you need. You don't need the best prayer. You don't need the best preacher. You need a saint of God that's been talking with Jesus to pray with you. Give me Sister Rosado praying for me. Let my wife pray for me. Give me somebody that lives for God. So he says, his, his servant says, listen, master, we, we rode a long ways to get here, you know. 
and now you're just mad and you're going to go home because he didn't talk to you? He said, listen, if he would have asked you to go conquer a city, you would have done it in a heartbeat. He's just asking you to do this. But it don't make no sense. What does it, to, for me to go get in the river Jordan, that don't make no sense. It does, it, it's unexplainable. It's, it's ridiculous. But master, you came all this way. You might as well give it a shot. So he goes down and he dips into the Jordan. He goes once and still got the white splotches. Again, the white splotches. Again, the white splotches. Again, nothing's changed. Nothing's happened. He's doing down five times, six times. But on the seventh time, it don't make no sense. It's unconventional. It's just, why, why should I have to do that? It makes no sense. But when he went down the seventh time and he comes back up, all of a sudden, all the leprosy was gone from his body. What had happened? God did an unconventional thing, but it doesn't make sense. My God don't have to make sense. It works, didn't it? You got healed, didn't you? You got saved, didn't you? Walking around Jericho seven times. Do you see those walls, God? They're laughing at us. We're walking around. This is silly. I can't believe I have to do this. Someone drop some paper. Make sure you pick that up when you drop it. Okay. A little teaching right there. Just walking around. And, this is crazy. I can't believe. Look at them and look at us. This is just silly. And they just kept walking around. And the people in Jericho, they don't even know that they're scared to death. They've locked up their, their gates. They're scared to come out. And they're out here and they're just walking. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. And there's so many people that's trying to make sense of everything. And they don't ever get anything supernatural because they can't get their head out of the natural. Well, let me, let me calculate it. Let me figure it out. Let me, no, no, no. It's not going to work that way. When God says, uh, walk around, uh, you just walk around. Uh, when God says, uh, go pray for this, uh, you just go pray for that. Uh, when God says to your spirit uh, and your soul, uh, you ought to worship God. Uh, you know what you need to do? Uh, you need to worship God. Uh, when he says, uh, it's time for you to fast, uh, you know what you need to do? Uh, you need to start fasting. Uh, how is fasting going to help my kids? Uh, I don't know how it all works. Uh, but when God uh, gets stirred up... Uh, by our actions, the things that happen are unconventional. He does things unexplainable. He does things that are undeniable. He does things that are unresistible. He does things that are unconventional. And he does it in response to our unexpected Step of faith. He does those things when we do things that are unexpected to him. God takes a step back because he knows human nature. And he knows that's not how you would normally do it. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. But he knows how it really works. And so it catches him off guard. Seemingly, you find him and he's there and, and he's on his way to heal somebody else. And a man walks up, a centurion, and he says, I have a servant. He is vexed. He, he, he is sick, nigh to death. He, he's not going to make it very long. I need you to pray for him. I need a miracle. And Jesus says, and 
Mark, uh, uh, Matthew 8 and 7. Uh, Jesus said, I will come uh, and heal him. Uh, but the centurion begins to talk back uh, and says, no, uh, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. Uh, but speak uh, the word only and my servant uh, will be healed. Uh, for I am a man uh, under authority. Uh, I say to this soldier, uh, the soldiers under me, uh, and, and I tell them one to go and he go, the other come and he cometh. Uh, and this is the way it works. Uh, and Jesus looks at him uh, and he marvels. I wasn't expecting that. I need a miracle. Okay, I'll come and pray. You don't even have to come. Just speak the word. And Jesus says, that was unexpected. I can see a smile on his face as he looks around saying, y'all got to get this because it ain't going to be long that you're going to be under my authority and I'm going to send you out. And if you understand this, that it's not by your might and it's not by your power, but it's by my spirit, you're going to see it. And he's looking at his disciples hoping you catch this. That was unexpected. And I'm telling you, when you do things that are unexpected, everybody else is doing it a certain way at your job, but you're not doing it that way. You're not fighting your way up the ladder. You're going to God in prayer. And you're doing everything you can to do it right. And to live right. And God says, that's unexpected. Let me bless you in a way that's unexpected. I want this to get in your spirit. When you do unexpected things, God does things that are unexplainable, undeniable, unconventional unresistible when you do things unexplainable and all of a sudden this man was completely healed another time Jesus is caught off guard Matthew 15 you find that Jesus is coming out of the coast and says behold a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and began to cry unto him saying have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. This faith that she had. She's coming. She's deceitful. She's trying to act like she's a Jew, provoking the name of David here, the king, the beloved king of Israel. But she's a Gentile, and Jesus sees right through it. But he answers and says, but, but he looks, he says, not a word. He just ignores her. And his disciples begin to say, just send, send her away. For she, she's crying after us. She's, she's making a, 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 a skeptical here, a, a spectacle here. Just, just get her out of here. But she just keeps on going. And he finally says, listen, I'm sent here for the lost sheep of Israel. Verse 25 she came again and she worshipped him. And said, Lord, help me. Help me. He's saying, no, no, it's, it's not time for you. It's not time for the Gentiles. It's, it's not for me to come after you. I'm here for the lost sheep. And she's just saying, help me. Help me. But even there, Jesus totally, literally dogs her out. But he answered and said to her, It is not meet for me to take the children's breads and cast it to the dogs. Just talking about throwing someone under the bus. 
talking about just putting someone down. This, this wasn't even one of his disciples. This is a Jesus line right here. Jesus says, it's not meat for me to give the children's bread to dogs. And she says something that was unexpected. Jesus thought that was the end of this conversation. But this woman just says, truth, Lord. Ooh, I wasn't expecting that. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Jesus said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. She went back and her daughter was made whole from that very hour. He, God was just trying to move on. It was a situation. It was the wrong time. Later he was coming back for the Gentiles. It was the time for the Jews. Uh, but this woman did something unexpected. She said, call me what you want to call me. Uh, say what you want to say. Uh, but I'm not leaving uh, until I see a miracle. And when she did the unexpected, uh, God did uh, the undeniable, uh, the unexplainable. Uh, and a miracle took place. Uh, what God is looking for you to do uh, is not to just go with the crowd. Not just to go along with everything, but say, say what you want to say. Let life come at me in every way it's going to come. I refuse to leave this spot. I refuse to leave this moment without my miracle. Huh. What's got to get inside of us is we've got to go beyond just saying, well, this is how everyone does it. That's not what gets God's attention. We come to church. Yes, you should come to church. Why? Many reasons. But one, the Bible says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but so much more as you see the day approaching. That's one good reason to come together. But you can't come together just because everyone's coming together. God is looking for somebody that's pressing through the crowd, that's moving beyond the comfort zone and saying, listen, I've got to do something to get his attention. And I'm going to reach and touch the hem of his garment. And while everybody else is touching him, that touch stopped him in his tracks because there was a purpose. There was something that was unexpected. Everybody wanted a miracle. Everybody wanted a touch. But somebody touched him in a way that was unexplainable. There's someone here today and you're saying, well, I need a miracle. You need to do something unexpected to say, God, here I am. I need something from you. I'm not just in the crowd. I need a miracle. Oh, I feel faith rising. Lift your hands right now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Tonight you need to move from the expected to the unexpected. You need to move beyond what's comfortable to move into something that's not comfortable at all. But it gets God's attention. God, I need a miracle. Oh, lift your hands again. The Holy Ghost is here right now. 
With God, all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. Unto him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ask or think. And he's just looking for me to step out of the crowd and to do something unexpected. Come on, Zacchaeus, climb a tree. Come on, four friends with a, a man that can't walk. Tear the roof off this place and let him down. Do something unexpected. Stand with me. Someone begin to pray a prayer that's unexpected right now. Come on, pray it honestly. Pray it deeply. Pray it with fervency in the name of Jesus. Somebody give something to God. Surrender whatever it is to God. Make that step that gets His attention in the name of the Lord Jesus. <laughs> oh, there's faith. That's it. I've got more to say, but just keep praying right where you are right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Tonight, if you're wanting God to do something that is undeniable in your life, Something that is unexplainable in your life. If you're wanting something like that in your life, you need to do the unexpected. Everybody, this is how we do it. This is how everyone does it. But all of a sudden, someone steps out of the crowd. Say, well, I'm not even worthy. I'm a sinner. But here she comes. And everyone said, what is she doing here? She comes in behind. And she kneels down at his feet. She takes an alabaster box. And she breaks it. And begins to anoint him. Tears flow down his face. Her face. Her hair becomes the towel that she wipes Jesus' feet with. Why everyone there looks down and says, if he knew who was touching him, this is a sinner. And Jesus sits and says, Simon, I entered into your house. You didn't give me any water for my feet. That was an expected custom. You didn't even do the expected. But she has been washing my feet with the tears that's unexpected he said you you did not anoint my head another custom from the dust oil they would give you to dry to keep the dryness out of you that was expected but she broke the box and she anointed my head that's unexpected Simon all these things that are expected of you, you didn't even do that. 
But this lady, she has done the unexpected. And even though her sins were many, they're not forgiven. You can stay in the crowd and watch the miraculous. Or you can make up your mind. I need a miracle. I need something. I need something that's unexplainable. I need something that's undeniable. So I've got to do the unexpected. Someone, you, you've come here and you've prayed in so many ways and you just kind of go through the same routine tonight. You need to simply say, I'm going to go and get the Lord's attention because I need something from God that's undeniable, unexplainable, unconventional, unresistible. I need something from God. I don't know what the need is here. But you should do more than just pray your normal prayer. You should do more than just go to your normal spot. You need something that's bigger than anything you can imagine. You've got to do something beyond your comfort zone. You've got to reach into the heavens. You've got to climb the tree. You've got to break up the roof. You've got to reach for the hem of the garment. You've got to do whatever it takes to the unexpected. The Holy Ghost is here to wash you. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. That's it. Come on. That's it. Come close. Find a place to kneel down if you're able. Pray. If you're not able to kneel, you can sit somewhere. You can find a place right there, but begin to pray right now. Let the Holy Ghost begin to flow. Ministers, I need you to move right now. The Holy Ghost is moving. In the name of Jesus, the Holy Ghost is here right now. God, I need you. God, there are things in my life right now that are happening. God, if you don't step in, God, if you don't step in, the end of this road, I can see it. It's not going to be good. I need your help. I need your direction. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So God, let me start right here. If there's anything in my life that should not be, forgive me. God, if there's anything in my life, God, God, that should not be there, I'm sorry. I need a fresh start, Jesus. I need you today, Lord. That's awesome. Come on, we're going to stay here for a few moments. In the name of the Lord Jesus, the Holy Ghost is moving right now. That's it. Altar workers, let the Holy Ghost lead you. There's something here that's unexplainable, that's undeniable. He's just waiting for you to do something unexpected, to reach in a way that you've never reached before. I need you, Jesus. That's it. Let those tears flow. Let those tears flow. Let those tears flow. That's the Holy Ghost. Right there, right where you are. Don't stop praying. Keep praying. In the name of the Lord Jesus, God, I need you. God, I'm trying to get your attention. I'm doing something beyond my comfort zone right now. Jesus, I need you today. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Oh, Jesus, I need you, Jesus. That's it. Begin to minister to someone beside you right now. The Holy Ghost is moving. There's places some ministers can't get to. 
In the name of Jesus, let the Holy Ghost use you right now. Come on, you need a miracle that's unexplainable. Do something unexpected. You need a miracle that's undeniable. Do something unexpected. In the name of Jesus. That's the Holy Ghost right there, sir. That's the Holy Ghost, ma'am. That's the Holy Ghost right there. That's it. Open your mouth and begin to talk to God. You say, I don't know what to do. Just open your mouth and begin to talk to Him. Let your voice out. Jesus, here I am. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need your help in my life. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. There it is. Come on. That's it. Talk to him. You're doing it right there. Yes. Come on. Break the box. Come 